Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. What's the thing that protects our marriage from the big bad bear called adultery? And it's enjoying each other. And we say the best way to protect your marriage is to enjoy your marriage. I think we get so serious. Go have some fun. Go laugh. Ooh, they still have my two favorite flavors, cherry and green. Yeah. Sometimes you need to take a vacation from your issues. I want to move and go places and never look back. Just have fun forever. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert, Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Barsh, uh, hopefully soon to be an APU alum myself, as Dr. Jim Burns and his wife, Kathy, and daughter, Christy, and daughter, Becca. I mean, it's it's just kind of a family affair here, but uh, the Homeward Center for Youth and Family is the place where you will learn so much about uh, youth and family ministry and the new Youth Sphere program that uh, Jim Burns and Doug Fields are a part of. You can learn all you need to know about that when you visit our online resource center at homeward.com. And now, without further ado, part two of Dr. Jim Burns' conversation with Ted Lowe and Doug Fields on taking your marriage from intervention to celebration. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Today, we have a continuing conversation with Ted Lowe. We're talking about taking your marriage from intervention to celebration. Ted was the former director of Married Life at one of the great churches, I think, in America called North Point Community Church in Atlanta, Georgia, where he created the Married People Concept along with his wife, Nancy. And today, they're working with married people to help churches help marriages through curriculum events, multimedia. He lives in Atlanta. He's here in the studios at Azusa Pacific today. Also with me is Doug Fields, my cohort in crime and somebody who I've known and respect as much as anyone I know who is now working with us at Homeward as well as many other great things that he is doing. Great to have both of you with us. We've been talking earlier, even you know, off the mic, about how do we take a marriage from intervention to celebration. And the fact is, is even if it seems like a marriage is on life support, there is hope. And uh, today's conversation is going to be on hope. Sometimes you go to a marriage conference and you're less hopeful when you walk out. That's not going to be the case with this. With the right amount of attention and prayer and support, you can take your marriage from crisis mode to celebration. And uh, I love and appreciate so much, Ted, what you're doing with married people. I hope our people get involved with it because it's just a great, great program and a great concept. One of the major concepts of married people is, you say, is, is mentoring. And uh, most people would say that they don't have many marriage mentors. Most people probably didn't have their parents as mentors. Uh, And yet you and Nancy have benefited from mentors in your own marriage. Maybe one of the reasons why you're here now doing great stuff in the world of marriage. Absolutely. We're very passionate about mentors being in other couples' lives because it's life on life. It's where we learn more than uh, any resource. And uh, Doug Fields is sitting with us today and he and his wife, Kathy, we were, had the honor and privilege to be around them our first five years of marriage. And uh, we have great parents, but uh, they didn't have great models. And so we had not seen a great model of marriage. And we just seen our own, our own parents. I hope they don't hear this. But to be around Doug and Kathy, it, it was amazing the way they, they love each other. And they're very affectionate in front of their, their kids and all the rest of us. It's a little gross, actually, at times. But you get the, the concept there that uh, 
they just passionately loved each other and the way they talk about each other. I think sometimes we don't talk well about our spouse behind their back or in front of them and just constant, constant affirmation of Kathy. You know, Doug's going through a tough time right now. He just lost his mom. And I said, you know, make sure you're bringing Kathy into the equation. He said, are you you kidding me? She's been a rock star. You know, I can cry in front of her. I can talk to her. And so they've always modeled that for us. And we always... Speaking of mentors, we always have a list of questions for Kathy Fields in terms of parenting. Uh, we've had emergency calls to the fields, you know, when our kids have done some really goofball things. And just for them to walk through and say, okay, your whole world's not crashing down. Here's how I can handle this. It's huge. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I think all of us need mentors, but we have to kind of proactively go after that. Now, Doug, Ted was saying that you and Kathy have been mentors, are mentors, but especially those first five years. Did you know you were mentors? No, I was thinking about that, Jim. I, I, that's part of when you say proactive is, you know, Ted never really came to me and said, Doug and Kathy, will you sit with us once a week and can right. we go through a curriculum? But we did life together and we hung out and we knew that we had been down the marriage journey further than they had. And, and we knew they were watching, but everybody's watching. I mean, we're all watching each other. That's how life is. We're, we're constantly sponges and learning from one another. And there was something between Kathy and I that Ted and Nancy took an interest in, and, and we all love to feel like we're contributing to something. So when Ted and Nancy would actually come and ask us some questions, or we'd go out to dinner, and, and they would be engaged in us and, and initiate, Kathy and I felt great about that. You know, nobody wants to waste their life, and we feel like, boy, if we can pass something on that's genuine and real and helpful, what a tremendous thing. But I think what you're getting at is to anybody interested or maybe doesn't have a mentor to be aggressive. Right. But I don't think you have to say, be my mentor. I think you just start spending time with each other. I know Kathy and I went through a thing and we've talked about it on the broadcast before where we asked somebody who, you know, Jim and Manya Slevko, we said, could we go out to dinner with you? Well, we actually had a list of questions, but we didn't say, will you be our mentors? That might've scared them. Right. When people say to me, I had this happen this week, I got an email, you know, will you mentor me? Well, I'm not sure that I want to have an active mentoring role that happens once a week where we do some teaching and, you know, whatever. But the way I look at mentoring, you know, Jesus actually hung out with people, (laughs) did life together, you know, went out to that dinner. And sometimes it's an amazing conversation. Other times it's not, but we we never know what what we're picking up on. So I think we do need to go proactively. But, you know, and I think couples today need to become more proactive about being mentors themselves, taking on the role of having a meal with, with a younger couple or with a couple who's going through some struggle and, and not ever saying, yeah, I'm going to be your mentor, but you know, it's the way it works. It's yeah. just one of the important I things. I love one of the things that uh, Ted does with married people on his website. He has, he has things for people who are going to be engaged and people who are engaged and newly married. And some of us that have been in the journey, you know, Jim, you've been married you know, 10 years longer than Kathy and I have been married, but we've been married 15 years longer than Ted. And what he's trying to do is say, can we get some of these older couples to invest in younger couples? And so for me, you know, let's say Doug and Kathy are sitting in the typical church. We don't feel like this legacy of our marriage is going to waste, that we can actually go, yeah, we'd be happy to have dinner with newlyweds. Well, you know what? It helps my marriage. When Kathy and I go out and have a meal with somebody and they start asking the marriage questions, you know, we kind of look at each other and it helps our marriage. And we, and to be a mentor means you don't have to have a perfect marriage. I've never found anybody like that. It's more having the discussion, but being open and transparent about, yes, it can be at times hard or frustrating, or, you know, how do you do this with the kids and how do you do marriage with kids and, you know, all that. But, you know, I, I find that we learn when we're communicating and talking, it helps us too. So just to be a mentor doesn't mean you're only serving. It also means you're being helped like right. crazy. Um, Ted, married people, 
Your organization, one of the things that you have is a married people night out. And I love the concept. I know it's a concept for the church, but many even of the individuals can kind of learn from it. Talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, we started doing events at North Point. We do them quarterly. And, uh, you know, we would just have one thing we talk about. Here's one thing you can do. And I caught myself every every quarter at these events saying, hey, this is something really small, but it could really make a big difference. And so that's when the concept of simplicity started taking root uh, with us in terms of our, our content. But couples would come and you know, we, there'd be music and laughter and fun. And I think we geared it uh, for guys, you know, because you know, they thought they were going to walk into a Valentine's Day banquet and they'd come in, the music's up, the light's up, uh, the environment's not frilly, and they made it their own. In fact, we had to start saying we will start the event in five minutes, in three minutes, because the guys were owning the room, and it was loud. And I think I never, ever had one lady come up to me and say, I wish the room had been more feminine. But I had a ton of women coming up saying, thank you for making it a great place for my husband to come. And so we just started laughing. We just started laughing, and uh, we didn't you know, beat up men for being men. You know, because that's easy humor. <laughs> you know, I, I know another principle in married people is uh, you take couples from isolation to relationship. And I think a lot of people do marriage in isolation uh, because it's not going well. So they don't want to, you know, share that or they don't have those kind of relationships. How do you move it into relationships, especially you're talking about men? Women are better. You know, my wife will have conversations about personal issues in our life that I'm not going to necessarily immediately jump to. And, and I know there are other men who do that, but the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, it's, uh, many of us are doing our marriage in isolation. How do you move it? I think there's more great marriages out there than, than we think. I mean, we hear all the stats and we hear all the things going out, but I guarantee you that there's somebody, if you go to church, there's some couple in your church that's, that's great, that have a great marriage, that have done life and marriage and they've done it well. And I, you brought up mentoring earlier. I think people are afraid to mentor. And Doug and I was talking about this earlier that, uh, the best mentors are, are reluctant but willing. You know, they're not trying to download uh, all their informations and all their learnings. And so I think people have to be real about their marriage and they have to talk to mentors, but also to people that want their marriage to win. Because I think you've got to be really careful who you're asking input from because no one ever got a divorce in isolation. They started asking questions and finding other people that built the case that, yeah, this is an okay thing to do. And I think the opposite can be true. You can find somebody that wants your marriage to win. Boy, that makes so much sense. And we do want our marriages to win. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more principles, how we can make our marriage win and literally move from intervention to celebration in a marriage. Roger? Well, it can happen, Jim. We know that you've written about this extensively. We have Homeward Marriage Seminars that deal with this. I encourage our listeners to go to homeward.com while we're taking just a short break here. And uh, check out the resources that are there. Just go to the articles and media section, for example, and type in the keyword marriage. You will find dozens of articles, tip sheets, video clips, and more that are designed to take your marriage from intervention to celebration. And you can access those materials without any cost when you go to homeward.com. That's H-O-M-E-W-O-R-D.com. Jim? Welcome back. I'm Jim Burns. You're listening to Homeward. 
Ted Lowe is with us today. We're talking about taking your marriage from intervention to celebration. Also got my good friend Doug Fields with us as well. He's actually right now videoing us as we do this because he has a blog at DougFields.com. And actually, it's one of the few blogs I read and read almost every day. It's a great blog, by the way. Uh, Ted Lowe is the former director of Married Life at North Point Community Church in Atlanta, Georgia, where he created the Married People concept along with his wife, Nancy. And today they're doing Married People as an organization, helping churches help marriages through curriculum, events, multimedia. And again, he makes his home in Georgia. Great to have him with us today on the Homeward Broadcast. You know, we could go so many different places, but what I wanted to think through is, is, is how do we really move our marriage from intervention to celebration? And the great philosopher from Harvard years ago, William James, once said, the deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. And I think there's a, a powerful impact in being appreciated. But we were talking earlier about the fact that a lot of times in marriages, the spouses don't feel appreciated by each other. Any practical help on how to, how to do that? Say it to one another. Say it. Let them know. And I think, guys, we really, as guys, we really want to hear it. We really want to hear that affirmation uh, and confirmation from our, from our wives. Now, here's the thing that I think wives need to know is we're probably not going to respond back with, thank you so much, my soul and my, uh, I really needed that. Thank you for meeting that need. At the same time, the guy is eating it up and it's building him up and the heart's drawn to the things that receive it and the people that receive it. And it's repelled from the, the people that don't. And so be the most receptive person in your spouse's life. Don't you think in a, in a marriage where it's maybe got some tension or struggling, you don't want to be the person to start that? You're like, you know, I'm not getting it. Why would I give it? Why would I give it? You know, I've tried to give it and it doesn't work. You know, where, where do you where do you go with that? I think you asked the question, you know, to pull a Dr. Philism, you know, how's that working for you? You know, and I think, you know, negative cycles always have two to keep it going. But sometimes one pulling out of that cycle can make it happen. And I just think somebody's got to make the first move, you know, and this is, you know, Christ made the first move toward us. I mean, and I think that's so true with our spouse to say, I'm going to be the one to step up and love. You know, we have to figure out the issue. We don't have to fix this whole thing. I'm just going to love her. You know, Ted, you've identified what you call the big four of married people. Um, The list begins with a call to put first things first. And when it comes to your own spiritual life before even working on your marriage, you say, talk about the fact that you you have to love God first. Throughout scripture, you know, what are the greatest commands of these? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. Second, love others. And I think there's a reason for that order. I mean, you know, quite simply, the best thing that Ted Lowe can do to love Nancy Lowe is to love Jesus because that's the thing that just falls onto her uh, more than us learning communication skills and reflective listening, which are great things. But when I'm loving Jesus the most, when I'm spending the most time with him and in his word, that's the most impactful thing I can do for my marriage. Another principle is to know our spouse. And I, uh, there's a, a quote on the Married People website that says, you can't love who you don't know. Right. Like if I walked in right now and I gave Nancy Lowe 12 roses, she would probably slap me because that would prove to her, you don't know me. That's not romance to me right now. Romance to me is you giving me time, you taking the kids, you giving me space, uh, and then I'll be ready for romance. But I think it's knowing her and continuing to know her because we can never say, oh, I, I get them. I know how, how they are because seasons change and what's speaking love to them tomorrow may not be what's speaking love to them today. Yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that. You know, Kathy and I had this aha, or actually I had the aha. Kathy loves to surprise me. 
And, um, and actually, I don't really like surprises all that much after all these years of marriage. You know, she's kidnapped, done amazing things. She'll kidnap me at five o'clock and take me away. And I'm like, oh, but I'm supposed to be working. And she goes, no, we've settled it. And you know, then I settle into it and it's fine. And it dawned on me, I don't surprise her. And then I thought, wait, the reason she surprises me is because that's what she probably would like. So I started this surprise thing with her later in our marriage now. And she just thinks it's the coolest thing. Well, I think it's kind of, you know, silly, but it was because I wasn't knowing cat. It, it took me too long to think about that. We have to, you know, learn what our, our spouses like and enjoy and, and please them in many ways that way. You do a good job with that. I know we're praising you so much today, Doug, but you do a good job with that of, of taking Kathy away, you know, getting to know her. That really takes some time, doesn't it? Well, I know that her primary love language is presence. I mean, she likes to be with me and it doesn't have to be, it's not talking, uh, it's just quality time. She yeah. just wants to hang. And so I know right. that for me to win, it's not the surprise, you know, that you right. were talking about. For me, it's to, to get her away, that we can just right. be together for 48 hours or 24 or even four hours, whatever right. it might be. That, that is, that's really important. Yeah. Uh, another principle that I want to bring up, Ted, and we don't have too much time left, but it's, it's have serious fun. You know, we've referred to this, but what you're saying is you got to have fun. Absolutely. You know, in Proverbs 5, when it's, you know, it's actually a passage that's based on, you know, warning people against adultery. And so it's going through, you know, the tough part of that and don't do this. And it's, but then it stops and it says, rejoice in the wife of your youth. And I just think, wow, what's the, you know, what's the thing that protects our marriage from the big bad bear called adultery? And it's enjoying each other. And we say the best way to protect your marriage is to enjoy your marriage. I think we get so serious. Go have some fun. Go laugh because people say, what, what should we do? What should we do? This is so complicated. You know what? Sometimes you need to take a vacation from your issues. So we're not going to talk about this. And we had, we had dear friends of ours, and they kept having this huge conflict about whether to live it, to stay in their house or purchase a new one. And it was constant. And they were going on vacation. And they, I said, why don't you guys just take a vacation from talking about this issue with the house? And they have not talked about the house since. Now, I'm not saying stop communicating, sure. but it was like, we're more important than where we live. Right. And I, th I think it's just, it's just those times of, you know, putting them first. Right. You know, uh, it's funny you talk about sometimes just putting everything aside and have fun. Our, our daughter, Heidi, one time was talking to somebody who had been in my youth group when I was a youth pastor. And she said, Dad, it's so funny, but they said you and Mom were really fun people and funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kathy and I looked at each other and went, oh, goodness. And I actually went, I was walking someplace in, one, in, in a mall and said, are we having fun yet? And I put it on our refrigerator and we had to make a proactive commitment to being fun again because our 10th grader at the time, you know, went, gosh, you guys were fun. What happened there? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and we went, wait, we thought we were fun, but you know, from a 10th grader view, we weren't all that fun. And you know what? We weren't. And I find that when Kathy and I play together, it's one of the traits of a healthy marriage, um, just playing together. The other day I came home from work, I was stressed for something. And, um, Kathy said, Hey, let's go get some food and let's go see this. And it was just a ridiculously funny movie. It had no redeeming value whatsoever. And you know what? As we were driving back, I said, Kathy, thank you so much for doing that. I, I wasn't focused. It wasn't our date night. She just needed to pull me out of the house. We had some fun food, not the wrong kind of food, you know, probably gained a pound or two. But then we just, you know, watched a silly movie. And it's amazing how that one thing could change our relationship. And it really wasn't even about her, but she made a, a wise decision to say, let's just move on. We created these date nights when I was at North Point, and people can download these for free. It's on um, Married Life Online. 
dot uh, com. Uh, and we, as we created these dates, we put these silly things in there, like give each other two dollars, go into a store and split up, and you know purchase something, and come back and talk about why you why you purchased it. And the first one we did, I thought this is so completely silly. People are not gonna gonna be okay with this. And that was the thing that they responded to the most. And people just want to laugh again if we set them up in a way to laugh. And you, know, I think we have to intentionally make our spouse laugh. I mean, you know, some of you just need to scare each other tonight. Hide behind something, jump up, and scare them. No, that's not so. That's not a great thing for my wife. She will punch back, and she will punch back harder. But it's still this playful tone. Just go have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, playfulness. It, it really is a part of a, of a good marriage. Marriedpeople.org is a ministry that is committed to helping the church help marriages. And again, I applaud it. I love the, the website. I love what you're doing. If somebody goes to that website, how can marriedpeople.org help themselves and help their church? You know, I think it's just a letting people know, you know, or letting pastors or leadership know, say, hey, here's a resource. And we've done everything in the world to make this super easy for you. Uh, I had a lady say to me the other day, she goes, I love what you're doing because it allows me to be good at what I'm good at. And I'm good at pastoring people and talking to, you've given me all the things that I'm not good at and just made it push and play. Because I think it came from my heart over the years, people saying, hey, we want to do these events at our, at our church. What do you have? And I had to say, uh, videos that are getting dusty on my shelves. And so now I'm able to say, we've done this just for you. And so, you know, and for their own marriage, you know, there's videos on there. They can just watch. They're free. If, you know, if somebody wants to go on there and laugh at Jeff Foxworthy, it's some funny stuff. And then there's some interviews with couples that are pretty insightful. I think if nothing else, videos and things like that, just make you aware. I'm not the only one struggling with this. I'm not the only one that has this issue in your marriage. And just, again, it's that isolation, uh, interrelationship. What I love about MarriedPeople.org is that he makes the pastor the hero. Yeah. Because the pastor d typically doesn't have the time to pull off what he's suggesting. So Ted is saying to a layperson who is interested in marriage, you be the leader of this. You tell the pastor, hey, I want to start this in our in our church and I'll take the lead on it. You just, if you want, you show up yeah, to it. Right. And, and Ted gives you all the tools to make it happen. And just basically it's just add water type stuff, but it's somebody taking the initiative and Ed, and having been a pastor for so many years is, you know, our plates are so full and while many pastors believe in the power of marriage and yes, I want my congregation to have a great marriage. It's just another thing to add to his or her plate that they don't have time for. Amen. Well, and spoken like a, the true professional Doug Fields is saying, hey, you know what? We know that pastors are busy. We know that a resource like marriedpeople.org is something that can be a big help. And that's why we're uh, mentioning it here today on the Homeward Broadcast as we uh, wrap up this special edition of the program, taking your marriage from intervention to celebration. Jim, as we uh, conclude today's program, I know this is something that has been a, a real work in progress for you and Kathy for 30 plus years. And yet it's very, very important. Take the final moments of our time together and, and explain how important it is to you personally. You know, when I was writing the book, Creating an Intimate Marriage, I was walking my dog at the harbor, as I did today, actually. A different dog, but the same harbor. And I saw this couple, it was about 6.30 in the morning, and they were kind of skipping as they, you know, were coming toward me. I thought, who skips anyway? And then who skips at 6.30 in the morning? And they were holding hands, and they stole kisses. And I thought, oh my goodness, these people should be the on the cover of that book. And so then they came right to my dog. They started petting the dog. And I said, can, can I ask you a question? I said, you know, I, I'm interested in marriage. I'm actually doing some writing on it. And you seem to have an amazing, you know, marriage. And I'd already looked to see that they had rings on their fingers because, you know, I thought, well, yeah, it could be something different. And they kind of looked at each other and they smiled and looked up and winked. And they said, well, actually, 
we're not married to each other. We're married to somebody else. And then they went on to tell me that they, about four or six times a year with their business, one lived in Virginia and one lived in Tennessee, that they would come together and they were true soulmates. And yeah, they had families in Tennessee and Virginia, but they weren't married. And I didn't know what to say. Doug would know this. I'm usually never speechless. I honestly, I had no idea what to say. So I looked at them and I said, I'm sorry. And I was kind of thinking, I'm sorry that I brought it up. I'm actually sorry for your family in Virginia and in, in Tennessee. But, you know, I just said, I'm sorry. And they go, oh, no, that's okay. And then they went on and gave me more details. And I thought to myself as they left, what happened to them? And, you know, I doubt if it was a big thing. I'm sure that when they got married in Virginia and in Tennessee to other people, that they said they were best friends and that they were going to stay together and there was great romance and whatnot. But maybe it was the kids and maybe it was the work and maybe it was the pressure and maybe they they quit doing some of the principles that we've talked about on this broadcast today. But somewhere they began to neglect the basics of marriage. And once they neglected the basics, they began to drift away. And one day they looked up and they were lost. And so they found their quote unquote soulmates in the arms of another person, which is a false sense of intimacy. And what I'm saying to you today is that if that even is close to your story, that you can come back, that you can move from an intervention in a marriage to a celebration by doing the little things. It's the baby steps that we talked about today. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to to take a look at marriedpeople.org. It's a great program, not only for you, but for your church as well. Amen to that. If you want to take your marriage from intervention to celebration, that's a resource to use. Jim Burns' books on this topic, Creating an Intimate Marriage and Closer, will also help you too. Remember, if you do order the books directly from our online resource center. A portion of the proceeds goes to supporting the Ministry of Homeward. And here at the end of our fiscal year, which ends on June 30th, by the way, if you can make a tax-deductible donation in support of our ministry, we would love to hear from you. And you can make that contribution online through our secure website at homeword.com. And now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again next time right here for another edition of Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.